0: Good
1: evening, everybody. This is Jim Wilmson in Detroit, Michigan.
0: And this is uh, Eric Smith from Sioux Falls, South Dakota.
1: And welcome to another podcast episode of uh, Beyond Science Fiction. Tonight's going to be a little different. It's always different. Um, tonight, we've got some some topics and programs that we have lined up that we are not been able to coordinate the people that are going to be with us, and they're Your program is vital, centered around some of their input and their knowledge that we're willing to just hold off until we can finally get everything together. I'm finding that, you know, there's so much happening on a week-to-week basis that it's hard to cover everything. And and, um, right now, this night, tonight, we haven't really prepared anything, but I think we're going to have a very interesting show on just what is on Eric's heart, what is on my heart, because we find out that they're very similar. It's a Holy Spirit thing. So I hope you uh, invite you to enjoy you on an evening tonight. Um, today is a very significant day. I wonder how many people even know how significant it was. June 6, 1944, Operation Overlord, the largest invasion of a military invasion ever recorded in the history of mankind that was a pivot point that changed the destiny and course for many nations, for many people, for this whole entire earth um, this was the Normandy d day invasion. It was earth shaking. And unfortunately today, I think amongst younger generations especially, they don't even know what this day means. And it's very significant. So um, Eric, you know, as we were talking before we went on the program, we both realized that we had the same concerns this week of Normandy and uh, June 6th. So here we are June 6th, 2021. Um, Go ahead and, you know, you go ahead and start uh, what's on your heart about that and what would it be perceived and, and uh, why is sure. it important?
0: Well, June 6 obviously is D-Day invasion for probably the more familiar term for most people. Um, so last night um, I went to bed early uh, and I ended up waking up about, uh, it was probably almost one almost o'clock in the morning. Um, and this has actually happened several times in the last couple of months. But uh, this particular night, I woke up, couldn't sleep. So I went downstairs and, you know, the TV, uh, my wife was laying on the couch uh, asleep. Um, the TV was on, uh, but I was just having a struggle falling asleep. And finally, um, I did end up dozing off um, maybe around 2 o'clock, 2.30 a.m., and then around, I would say it was, I had to go check my notes again, but around 3.37 a.m. or it was 4.37 a.m. I had to double check. Um, I woke up, but when I woke up, I, I woke up to a, the sound of um, uh, almost a series of, you know, what you would almost classify as a, the shofar or the trumpet sound, but it was in unison of multiple ones at once going off and it was just like, it was almost just finishing up. And I, and I heard it, uh, actually I, I got up and I, I ran to the window cause I thought maybe it was coming from outside. Uh, I, my windows are old, so you can literally hear anything outside through them. Um, they need to be replaced, but <laughs> that's another story. Uh, but the, it was obviously not coming from outside of the house. It was coming from in, inside. I heard it inside the house. So. And I was just mentioning this to a couple of my friends uh, today here in town uh, about what I experienced. And like, well, you know, it's June 6th. It's the Normandy D-Day invasion, right? Um, Like, yeah, well, you remember Mark Taylor's prophetic word about D-Day, the D-Day invasion, the launching platform for the army of God and the end time harvest. It's in his prophetic word, I said. so. I've my sense and was that was the basically the, the kickoff to what is about to happen um, here in the United States. And this obviously parallels with Trump um, the reset, the reset that's coming X 22 came out and said, it's time for Trump to return back to the white house. So as the forensic audit of the voting thing gets continued to exposed, um, I even noticed that CNN was panicking now. They're talking about what's, you know, yeah, Trump's going to be back in office by August. You know, this is a, this is a coup attempt. You know, they're all getting prepped for, they know what's coming. They can't stop it. So they're trying to hold off as long as they can to uh, downplay it, but they're going to all the forensic audit stuff is they have all the evidence. It's going to come to light and they're just not going to have a light to stand on and the media will have to actually deal with it. But, but there's a culminating, culminating of a lot of things, you know, with, with the reset, with the, uh, the rapture and the, the counter one with the whole UFO alien thing. So, but that is kind of the copulation of what I experienced last night. So. Well, you know, what's Sorry, one more tidbit I, for some reason, last night I got real emotional after it, it happened, sort of bawling I't I've been that way as of lately, so just because of you're trying to process everything that's you know about to happen and I, it's been a little bit of an emotional thing toll um, on myself so but anyways, go ahead, Jim
1: I think that's happening to more and more people even in, you know people I'm involved in ministry here in Detroit and um, you, and me, uh, you know, I've been, I've been full of tears lately a lot, not that I'm yeah. sad or just dis- worried or despaired or anything like that. I have all the hope in the world, but it's just knowing clearly what we're about to face and then seeing all the people that are so oblivious, so not aware of what's going on. And, um, that's what I get sad about. People are not ready. People are not knowing what's going to hit them. But then again, that's part of the shakeup to wake up. I guess that's yep. where I have to really trust and believe in the Lord. But it was it was overwhelming for me yesterday. I I had a rather odd but interesting day. Uh, we had an impromptu uh, ministry meeting, which was long overdue and much needed, and, and it went off. And I think we started heading and addressing certain issues that are going to ultimately get us in the right place and the right uh, thing as a body just developing into a bifold um, biblically based ministry. So we're having growing pains and I think everybody has the, the right spirit. We're going to get victory. And we're to over it. But I mean, right now it it's so drama wise, you could fill a couple of episodes of Jerry Springer with, you know, some of the goopy stuff that's going on. So it's, it's tradition. I mean, it's, it's just the way things are right now for the whole world, secular or Christian, but um, somebody, I get about 50 videos that people want me to watch, you know, every day. And I obviously can't watch all of them. Some that want to talk for two or three hours on stuff, and I would love to do that, but I just don't have the time anymore. As yeah, or,
0: there's, as we came, don't have we don't have the cycles. So
1: no, as, as things are accelerating, I just I I've got so many different things that I'm doing that I have to try to explain to some of my friends. Look, I, you know, I'd love to talk, but when you call me up, we're on the phone for an hour. I can't do that. You don't understand. It's there's priorities and there's a lot of frightened people, people without hope these people I got to address first. So I don't have time for a lot of friendship. But truly, if you're a friend, I hope you can understand that I'm not, I'm not putting you off. I just, I have to categorize, um, you know, my urgency and my need. We're friends, we need the fellowship. But uh, because you're my friend, you know what's going on. So there's a lot of people that are frightened and don't understand. So please have a servant attitude. I'm not rejecting you. I just, it's a matter of priority. And we got to reach out to the lost and the hope, the ones without hope to give them the hope first. So if you can, you know, I, I told my guy, you know, if you can promise me when we talk and I say I got to go, let me go, okay? I can spend 15 minutes on the phone, but I can't be spending an hour on the phone. I don't have that time. And I can ask you 10 times and you're still talking and can you, can you help me out on that? Then I'll answer the phone. And otherwise, I don't because I can't afford the time right now. And I'll usually text something back. What was up? What did you need? So I don't completely ghost them or anything. But at the same time, I'm only one person. I only have so much time that I can spend doing things. But I was greatly affected today. I'm a history nut, you know that. And so i you know, this day was the day of the Normandy D invasion, uh, D Day invasion. The the time that was the largest military offensive that ever was recorded in the history of mankind. And one video that somebody had taught, showed me, and I watched it, and it was, uh, the cameraman was in 1944 in June. He's photographing these kids that would be my grandfather's age, my grandparents' age right now, if they were still alive. But these were 18, 19-year-old kids, all in military combat, readiness and they're on a landing barge getting ready to go on to um, uh, Omaha and Utah Beach where most people in Omaha were wiped out. And these kids are scared to death. And you could see the fear in their eyes. And yet you see that they were willing to sacrifice their lives. Most of them knew they were probably not going to make it. You could see it in their eyes. But they had a determination to do whatever it took to put an end to this war so that you and i future generations would have the freedom to still speak english to right to bear arms the right to freedom of speech they were willing to sacrifice their lives for that so i see some of the talk nowadays with the younger generation especially uh, even some of my the liberals in my generation it's just it's heartbreaking i mean um you know, I hear even from many Christians saying, well, I don't vote because it's all rigged and it, 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 my vote doesn't mean anything, so it doesn't matter. You know, I wish you would. I wish I could grab you by the back of the neck, sit in front of that video and look at those scared faces and realize those were people that sacrificed their life to give you the privilege to complain and whine and cry. I said, if you have no other reason, get off your lazy butt and go vote for whoever and whatever you can and vote for the right thing, you have a sense of right and wrong. You know what is right and wrong and vote accordingly, as a Christian, how you should vote biblically. Um, don't do it because you're expecting any kind of change. That's God's business, but you know what? Do it out of respect that that kid was willing to save his, spare his life to die for you, to have the privilege to continue on. If for no other reason, that's a good darn reason to go ahead and, and vote out of respect for them, whether regardless of whether you think it's go- what the outcome is, that's not your job, that's God's job. So it even angers me when I hear some say, well, they were just dumb puppets. They didn't realize they were gullible. It was their choice, and so they were foolish. They should listen have uh, listened to what? Whiny crybabies like yourself? They didn't exist back in those days. That's what you don't seem to understand. Everybody knew they had an identity in America as being a Judeo-Christian America. They knew that if, if Hitler or Hirohito won, they would be not allowed to have any of the rights and privileges that they have, their culture would not be allowed to be, exist. So they had nothing to do but to fight. The prevailing attitude back then is, let's get, let's let's fight, get rid of these idiots. God's in control. We know we're going to win. We're the good guys. So let's get this taken care of so we can go back home and, and live our lives in peace. That was the prevailing attitude back then. There was no protesting uh, and the crazy crap that exists today. When I was in the army in Vietnam, I didn't go to Vietnam. I was in uh, missiles and I stayed stateside, but I had to wear my uniform to go to, to the airport. And I remember one time coming home in the airport and they started spitting on me. And the, you know, the barricades and everything were close enough where they could spit on me and call me a baby killer. It's like, hey, I wasn't even in Vietnam, and even if I was, go over there and find out what's really going on. I don't think you're going to be, you know, expelling your spit on everybody. Um, yeah. Disgusting. And, and, uh, at I would say it was around three o'clock in the morning, maybe a little earlier, I'm not really sure. Last night I woke up and I was troubled. I had saw a movie and it was kind of somewhat related just the carelessness and recklessness of a, a future generation that didn't understand their culture and they're struggling in a post-apocalyptic uh, you know, scenario trying to maintain uh, things that they didn't even realize that they, their parents are the ones that created this from a lack of preparation, a lack of listening or believing people that were trying to warn them that these things were actually coming down. Well, they were warned and now they're living here and they're wondering how and why it all happened. Well, it it kind of hit me because then I remembered the video, um, you know, D-Day and I remembered what the night was. And even amongst people that I talked to that day earlier, so many people had no clue of what that day was all about and what happened and somebody had gotten, there was four of us that were ministry leaders. We had our own ministries and we were talking around a campfire cause we had a, uh, it was like a game night at our church. And one girl come out there and she says now and she sat down and she says, now politics has no business being here. Why are you guys talking politics? You should leave that at the door. You don't, because there's not a clarity of who's in leadership or anything like that. I, uh, one guy started explaining and I and I, I calmed him down. I said, let's, how about the weather today? You know, and then, they, you know and I was hinting to him just up for a fight yeah there's no yep. sense you going here with them uh was a younger person she's in rehab she's got her own issues and everything she doesn't really know so let's just be gracious toward her and, and let it go but on another day if there was clear authority and establishing everything i would have given her a choice that you know ma'am if you would like to stay here by the fire we will go and leave and go inside and pick a quiet room where we can discuss have our discussion or If you'd rather go inside, you can find some like-minded people and and feel comfortable with them, and we can resume our conversation. Um, In a perfect world, I would have said that, and I would have said, but the one thing we're not going to do is not keep discussing this. We all have ministries here. We have to talk current politics in order to know how we are going to be able to continue on with our anti-abortion ministry. Like One guy has Um, my ministry, Dean, with the Supernatural and Paranormal, or... Uh, my other friend's ministry involved in uh, evangelism, but evangelism that also directs is directly affected by whatever the current politics are. So we have to know and come together at this time. And we can uh, have that iron sharpen iron. So this is not going to be stopped by you or anyone else. As important it is for you to not have to deal with this. And we appreciate it and understand it. We have to deal with this. Somebody has to deal with it. Our ministries depend on it. Other people that are affected by our ministries depend on it, so uh, if you can understand that that's what I would have said under perfect conditions we're not in perfect conditions now. this is a thing where you know what just let it go God's in control he's got a plan he'll work it out through our ministry in its own time. but we did decide to go into the room and find a quiet place where we could continue to uh, share and we had a great time and accomplished everything and I think after a while she was offended at first, but I think she realized that she did was a little out of place and it's a good God, man. He's going to minister to her. Her heart was good. She wasn't, she was doing this out of ignorance, not out of, you know, a meanness or anything. And I, I think unfortunately within the body of Christ, we're all caught up in that to some degree or not. And, uh, but you know, things are turning and changing so fast, but my concern, you know, was that we need to respect our past and our heritage and what made, what really did make America great. It wasn't some of the new things and the new ideas and socialism that a younger generation has been conned into thinking is our new hope. It never worked in the past. It didn't work out in the Bible and it's not gonna work out in the future. And we need to go back to our roots and find out what did really make America great again. It was having a faith in a God that loved us and protected us, that loved us as a nation, you know what? It's no big secret that many of the Founding Fathers, had uh, they were double-minded. They had a foot in the camp, um, um, in one camp and the other. And some of them professing to be Christians, but yet they were still global elitists that had a plan to eventually
0: rule the world by their own.
1: Yeah,
0: they, n- number of them were Freemasons, is my understanding. Yep.
1: And you know, and, and that's a fact. So, but here's the thing, as they were trying to con the people into believing that we were a Judeo-Christian nation, the people believed it and followed it and practiced it. And according to Deuteronomy 28, we were blessed as a nation that blessed God because we were willing to make our laws and and follow the things that were biblically based, but doing it in a more secularized way as a society and a culture that respected God and the Ten Commandments and tried to make our laws centered around that. And we maybe as a a generation in World War II didn't have a full mature knowledge of God, but we all believed that God had a name and his name was Jesus Christ and he was a protector of America and America worshiped or or at least respected that God and that God was going to back us up and vanquish this horrible enemies and we get back to life again. Um, And that was a prevailing attitude. And to see that being lost amongst even my own fellow church members, it's heartbreaking. It's like, you know, you have got to see what's coming down. But what you said uh, about the Shafar, and about the date that just totally resonated. You know, it's like yeah. no wonder I was feeling the feeling that something important is happening today. What is going on? And then when you, you know, when you told me, I, I go, Oh my gosh, that's it.
0: Yeah, this is the launching, this marks the date, the launching platform for the, well, probably for the army of God to step forward and um, for this uh, end time harvest to begin. So, um, or very soon, anyways. Whatever this day is the significant date in that in yep. that beginning to happen. So so it all clicked at that point.
1: There are going to be so many things happening quickly day week by week. It's going to accelerate. Um and some of you might be your heads are going to be spinning. Some of you are going to be, you know, wondering just what is going on. But the thing is and not to even get involved in detail, I don't know. I know there's going to be some kind of a reset. I know there's going to be a chain of events that are going to be fast moving. Things are going to happen biblically, Christians, as, as you've never been taught before. Different, very different than one you've ever been taught. Yeah. But we serve a God that's not based on man-made perceptions or doctrines or theology. we got a God that has a plan. He speaks through his prophets. Some of them you've known, you've watched them on YouTube TVs. You've, you've heard them on uh, Christian programs, uh, Supernatural or whatever. And so many of you, I hate to say, if you don't believe all of the gifts are still here for today, Boy, I'm warning you more than anyone else. You are going to be the biggest shocked people on the world. If you're going to tell um, people that God does not work in the supernatural anymore, that these things are, God forbid, even works of the devil, that's nearly blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. God's not going to tolerate that anymore. You can't live in a limited edition of gospel. You need the full gospel. You need to know that God's going to give you every gift that he has to be supernaturally empowered to overcome all the garbage that's about to hit the fan very soon. If you don't, that's one thing. If you don't want to be a part of it and you refuse it, but if you tell others that they're practicing witchcraft or that they're evil or that they're doing wrong, you're almost blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Now I'm, I'm a Calvinist, and so is um, um, Eric, and so we don't believe you're going to lose your salvation over this issue you sure aren't going to have a lot of rewards when you go through the beam and see Christ and all your efforts end up being wood, hay and stubble because you're going to tell Christians that they're not supposed to do this way. You're supposed to tie one hand behind your back and, and just use your intellect or the word of God, the logos, but not the Rima. Um, You know, you need to, you need to shake up to wake up. And that's what part of this reset is all about to get all of us on the same page. You're going to realize when you're backed up to the corner, you need something supernatural. You need something like, um, you know, an instant of working of miracles or maybe um, um, to see deliverance or to see instant healing. Um, If you're going to black that out of your mind, you're you're not going to get it. You'll be the one in the FEMA camp wondering, how did I get here? And I'm going to be free. Uh, Some of you are going to be invading Israel, uh, thinking that the people there are evil. And I'll be sitting on the shores protecting Israel because I read in the Bible, not where they're at now, but where they're going to be, according to Zechariah. God, everything's got to be based on bi- on the Bible. What does the Bible say about itself? Not about what other people think it says. We're all entitled to our feelings. We're not entitled to impose them on others. They have their own free will. So I think that pretty much wraps it up for tonight. Um, yeah. Really pray, everybody, about December 6th. Go watch some videos on on December 6th and what really happened. If you can find the one where it, uh, it was a Christian-based Video. I don't even know the name of it, but it showed the Normandy D-Day invasion, and it really causes you to reflect on how important and significant that day was for those people in that generation that were willing to sacrifice everything for you to be here where you are today. I hope everybody will have a new appreciation. Um, Winston Churchill said those that refuse to learn from the past are doomed to repeat it, and we don't need to repeat it. We need to do something different and something new. That's what God is trying to take us in a new direction. So, everybody, uh, thank you for listening to us. Really pray and get close to the Lord and ask him about December 6th. Ask him about the things that are about to happen and how and what you need to do to prepare for them. And after you pray that prayer, listen and watch. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. God's going to start talking to you whether it be turning on the radio or watching a, uh, a YouTube video, and all of a sudden maybe the thing changes to a different video and you're wondering what the heck happened. Well, just maybe listen and be careful. God has a way of redirecting your life. If you're not exposing yourself to the things of God, God will make it happen to where you will be exposed. Somebody come up, hey, do you know about this? Or, you know, and just pray and then watch and listen. God's going to direct you. He's going to inform you. He's going to prepare you. So with that, I'd like to say, you know, God bless and, I'd like to end in a little prayer, Father. For everybody that's listening to this broadcast tonight, I pray that you would encourage them, lead them and guide them. uh, Replace their fears, their anger, their sense of hopelessness, their disgust, whatever their feelings are, that they're unsure and uncertain about the future. Lord, I pray that you'll start directing them to show them your power, your love, your plan and your provision and protection so that they may have the peace that passes all understanding That they'll be physically uh, prepared, they'll be spiritually prepared by your word, by the rima of your spirit of your word, and emotionally prepared to endure until the end, and to be victors and overcomers. In Jesus' name we ask, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless everybody, and good night. We'll see you next week.
0: Good night, and God bless.